0: Welcome to the Brother 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 Podcast, where three brothers from three different generations talk about their one shared passion music. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here with my brother, Jeremy Sartori, to Brother Brother Podcast. Today, we're trying to redeem holiday music. You can now listen to episodes on our brand new Brother Pod app, which also gives you access to additional new music, music news, clips, and content that we curate for each episode. It's also a place where you can interact with us directly through the TalkBack feature. Ask us questions, make suggestions, and voice your own opinions. Just search BrotherPod in the App Store to download on your mobile device. As always, you can learn more about the pod at BrotherPod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Now, Jeremy and I will attempt the impossible to redeem holiday music.
1: Hey everybody, it's uh, brother, 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 and tonight it's uh, Wyndham and I, and we are uh, dealing with our post-Thanksgiving hangover and the fact that holiday music is everywhere. And we're going to try and uh, redeem that uh, most awful of uh, soundtracks that you hear every year uh, click on right after you finish your last bite of stuffing.
0: Yeah, sometimes before, but it's... it's, uh... You know, a couple years ago, we interviewed Luke O'Neill, who wrote a very funny piece about uh, the shittiest Christmas music of all time. And we thought we would take a slightly um, more benevolent approach to the holidays this year and try and redeem it by uh, at least giving a smattering of songs uh, that... That you don't mind hearing. I've been stuck in my car many times on Christmas Day itself, and there is—it's kind of the same loop over and over again every year. Not, there's not that much new stuff coming
1: out, um, and I'm not looking forward to any. So thank you. Um, but yeah, you know, like, no, nothing reminded me more than my uh, CVS line last night in my somewhat sketchy CVS while listening to uh, customers argue about their insurance plans, and all of a sudden hearing. Uh, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town <laughs> over the, uh, yeah. the Muzak track and yeah. uh, just realizing, you know, hey, every once in a while you have to have a bright spot and A Pile of Shit, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. what is the... What are the I mean, the, the real... The, I guess we start off by, you know, sort of getting the, the bad stuff out of the way. Like, what are the ones that year on year you really... that really just, like, hit you
1: at your core? What, what, what do you hate? I think most of my hatred comes from the uh, very special Christmas volumes, which were benefits for AIDS, I believe, yeah. correct? And, uh, you know, so we went through the 80s hearing, like, 90s. every ni- 80s, 90s, starting in the 80s, into the 90s, but I feel like those those first ones were the ones that really uh, kicked off. So you have, I think, your favorite, Bruce Springsteen's very passionate version of <laughs> His born to run of Santa Claus yeah, is coming to town. Born to slip.
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's that's gotta be that's one of my, you know, I think one of the hallmarks of, of a bad Christmas song is a presumed popularity, yeah. so that it is, you know, it comes on all the time. The second is is length. Yeah. Um, you, you should be able to knock out a Christmas tune in two minutes. And uh, Springsteen. Did the took took Santa Claus coming to town and gave it the sort of Mariah Carey Star Spangled Banner NBA <laughs> All Star Game treatment where she turns it into like you know where they turn it into like a an exercise in in uh, you know uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's basically a, a marathon of, of...
1: Yeah, he uh, tried to sweat through his his white T-shirt <laughs> as much as possible while uh, belting out that one. Uh, hurts when I, I mean, I think Mariah Carey is criminal when it comes to Christmas. I mean, I, I hate her music in general. Um, the lady's got talent, I guess. She can hit that glass-breaking pitch every once in a while. But uh, I think she's lived off Christmas albums. I mean, I think they've really... Didn't she? Is she the? I mean, was she the originator of "All I Want for Christmas Is You"? She's kind of the most famous. I don't know. Actually, that's a good. That's a good. A uh, good question. We'll have to look that up because, uh, you know, that song is taking on a new life thanks to another uh, hatred of mine. But I actually put it on the like and hate list, which is love. Actually, that's which actually- has become the. Uh, if you're over 25, official Christmas movie of the year as well. And that is my friend Martin's daughter, so oh, yeah. I've always had
0: a soft spot for
1: it. I, I have a soft spot for it, too, but it's on my. It's a bad it's movie that, that, that I love to, uh, or hate to love. Yeah. you want to put yeah, I guess you know
0: we were. This uh, back to Luke O'Neill's shittiest Christmas of all time. He he, crowned, he said the crowning achievement in shitty Christmas music was McCartney's simply having a
1: wonderful. Christmas I have time. that on my hate list as well, <laughs> and it's. Uh, I might even put that with the love actually because Paul McCartney can literally build a rhythm and a tune out of you know a pile of garbage. But that song is so stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it is
1: like one Casio preset. <laughs> <It is. laughs> it's, it's he picked crazy. the right one because it's catchy as shit. Catchy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and you know sleigh bells in general um, added to any song makes it officially Christmas as well. It's funny. A few years back, and you were uh, one of the
0: beneficiaries of this. I put together an eight-hour plus uh, Christmas music compilation this is pre spotify Yeah, is, this was burned on cd <laughs> and uh, i was just trying to you know sort of take ownership of of the holiday season so i was i was trying to find things that weren't necessarily as burned into my you know cranium as as uh, um, you know white christmas or something yeah. and so um
1: but most of the songs that sound better in church than they do on the radio Yeah,
0: exactly (laughs) but i think that for the most part it it was it was mostly exotic acts doing the same thing so you know and you can you get like a band like fucked up doing do they know it's christmas and it's uh, they do it so straight and so reverently that you wouldn't know it was fucked up. And its uh, I believe it's an all-star cast of Canadian punk bands that are on it, but they play it so straight that it doesn't really
1: because register. it's a great song, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, people like Rick Ross had a Christmas tune. Sandy um, Lauper had a surprisingly good one. Um, Lady Gaga has a surprisingly disturbing one, um, where she equates mistletoe somehow with... You know, camel toe um, it's very, and like I said uh, it's, a, it's a major skip it but what are if you were to put together um, you know what are some of your favorite things around Christmas time uh, Charlie Brown Christmas
1: yeah I mean the Charlie Brown Christmas theme which is uh, actually like Kind of depressing to me. It's <laughs> it's like it's like one of the saddest um, songs, you know, or, or uh, pieces of music they can hear, and uh, yeah, but it always makes me feel like. You know, I think like the holidays, right? There's a mix of joy and a mix of stress and a mix of... Face rough up. bass and yeah. t- easy rock one <laughs> joy and pain. <laughs> Sunshine and rain. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that one uh, always hits me. I've always loved Little Drummer Boy, and I think that the Bing and Bowie combo is pretty cool, you know, yeah. and, and also a great little clip if you get to see YouTube the video. Um, you know, just a very clean-cut Bowie doing a very serious rendition with Bing Crosby. Um, I think you know we love Run DMC and we're gonna put together a little playlist that we think is worth it. You know, Wyndham, I or we go on our hate and list, hate and love list. The U two song and that's a cover of
0: um, Baby Please Come
1: Home. Uh, yeah, but it's, right. I, I I love that song. I like the song. I just I think it came at a time where U two was trying to you know be a soul band. It's definitely from the Rattle. Exactly, <laughs> they do do a pretty
0: straightforward good rendition. But then there's, you know, I mean I think what we'll get into um, you know, are things that things that drive you crazy about things that there are certain ones that make you homicidal if you're in the line at the gap at the last uh, minute and you know, trying to buy a gift for somebody yeah, that, Or or CVS trying to buy Benadryl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is yeah. I'm trying to think of your Z Pack uh, <laughs> inevitable post uh, holiday party run. But uh Trying to think of of sort of the redeeming. There are songs that reference Christmas, but if once it references Christmas, it kind of becomes a Christmas song. I mean, Absolutely, I just, think
1: like, it, you have a couple of things there. I think there's a reference to Christmas. There's a certain instrumentation. So anytime you throw sleigh bells in, yeah. you've got a Christmas song or, or at least a seasonal song. The the, the, sound, the, the uh, instrument, not the band. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, the things that you love are cold nights, Christmas lights, out at a bar, you know holiday parties um the things that are tough i think are are actually the kind of like more pop christmas songs like santa claus is coming to town i hate i caught mama kissing santa claus which john mellencamp also did to counter bruce Springsteen's santa claus coming to town
0: did michael jackson do that
1: he may have as well i I cannot if i hear whams um last christmas is last christmas makes me want to gouge my eyeballs out. Yeah, that's one, of my, like, that's one of my, like, absolute... It's painful. Also, I just don't get the tune. It's a bad song. And yeah. Wham! who actually has some... I watch some... The... Catchy pop songs every once in a while, you know? I mean, they weren't my favorite. George Michael, I think, on his own it was much better. But, like, you know, uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go is catchy. I'm no, not no, <laughs> they do have some... I mean, Careless Whisper was a ruined by sad. but we're not going to go to a yeah, worm, no. wormhole. But last, last Christmas um, is is like painful. And people continue to cover that song, like but it
0: does dovetail nicely with uh, the first of my undeniable Christmas songs, and uh, includes George Michael as a as a founding member of <laughs> Band-Aid I'm um, yes. still not sure when their follow up records coming out. Uh, I think you need uh, another up uh, <laughs> to <long. laughs> you know it's christmas <laughs> and uh, you know it's been brought to my attention now that it's a, it's a fairly um, which I did not in, know insensitive time. Uh, jam, but I don't know. There's something great about it. I, you know, boy George and George Michael, and you know, sort of my teenage Bob years, of childhood, Ridden, right, Midge Ur. Um, you know, I believe so. It was the start of that sort of arms race yeah. of of, uh, of charity,
1: concerts. yeah, which, which culminated with Live Aid. Um, I, but I think you know, and that is played in that rotation. So if you throw on your uh, Christmas station, which is going full on right now, or if you, um, however you do it these days, YouTube it or Sirius XM it. I mean, that song comes on, and it always—it's a great pop song. Yeah, with I mean, the star-studded cast, Star, much better than the American one as Star well. Star Turns by uh, Bananarama, uh
0: Ultravox. Um, I forget if Adam Ant made it into the... Adam Ant point. was definitely in the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back. I, Duran Duran was Durant definitely Durant, there. Yeah. Um, it, uh, we, we can go down that. Actually, by the next episode, I'm going to have looked up who was on and just see how far flung Paul Young. Um, anyway, I, I would lose myself in a, in a sort of reminiscence.
1: But um, Another classic is, and I don't know if this was on one of the um, the Christmas Benefit albums, but The waitresses it was not it predates that okay it's a great I really like that song it's a great song and
0: it's a good it's a good song and the thing that's good about it too like a lot of these and we're gonna take a quick break in a minute and come back and and sort of give it a a brief uh, bearable holiday playlist but the great thing about that song is it does get put away for an entire year every year and so that when it comes back you forget about it yeah and it doesn't have there's not 12 versions of it it's their song and it brings back an era, and a, they had a couple of great songs. It's an original, like like and, yeah, but and, uh, which sounds very similar. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's the same. Uh, I believe they were Dayton, Ohio band, or Columbus, or Cincinnati, makes sense or something. At that time, Gary. But anyway, let's uh, we'll take a quick break. We will leave you with the um, with the uh, arms race of, of benevolence known as uh, Band-Aids. Do they know it's Christmas? And I don't know if they know it's Christmas yet, but no, they may They might. <laughs> I know there's no snow in Africa. Um, all right, we will talk. We'll be back. And there won't be snow. to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. We are trying to redeem Christmas music for everybody, or holiday music for everybody. And, um, Make up for last year's episode, where we had a whole episode about how much Christmas music sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, we're going to do, a, a, as you know, as we've proven time and time again, our math skills are, are lacking, and so we are doing the 13, 10 best yeah. holiday songs accurate, of all time. Right? Thirteen, ten best for sure, and most
1: uh, most sufferable. And these, mind you, you know, when we think about Christmas music, we know that most people like it. We're not huge fans, but we're adding songs that might not necessarily be about Christmas, but have a sound or at least Christmas in a lyric as well. And uh, for number thirteen on the top ten, we're going to go with the song that we last name checked and left you with, and that's uh, Band Aid's "Do They Know It's Christmas."
0: Yeah, I, I really am now than
1: the fucked up version, by the way.
0: coming to terms with the fact that that is a terrible
1: name for a band.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, number 12, I'm going to go with Christmas is a Time to Say I Love You by Billy Squire. And I think this is kind of, uh, I have a soft spot for it. Uh, Billy Squire in 1981 did an in-studio version of this at MTV with the entire cast and crew. Um, So the original VJs, and I think it was fairly well lip-synced, but uh, for some reason it would get resurrected every Christmas. And Billy Squire, Framingham's own, um, did have a really good rock voice. He had a weird career where he had one really excellent album early on after his band Piper split up, but then uh, sort of ruined it and was the first... Star that was kind of ruined by video. He put out a really yeah dancing uh, in hot pink pants, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, it the is backlash. A bad video. <laughs> the backlash was was too much, and and he kind of he, you know I, I, I I've always waited for the Billy Squire resurrection, but hasn't happened come. yet. <laughs> but maybe this Christmas it will. The frame again. <laughs> exactly. Carol at his door.
1: um Number eleven on the top ten, I'm gonna say uh two thousand Miles" the Pretenders, which is a, another sad Christmas song.
0: Yeah, it's melancholy, but I don't, and I'm not sure if it was intended to be a Christmas song. Person, Probably not. But it, any song that contains the, the word Christmas basically becomes a Christmas
1: song And by a band that we like.
0: Yeah, and that, the vocal delivery on that, like I, you know, we call it a, it's a melancholy song, but the fact is that you know Chrissy Hine, when she sings anything, has so much feeling and soul. She's sort of the precursor of Amy Winehouse in a, in a way um, where, you know, she can take something that you wouldn't have thought would break your heart and break your heart with it.
1: Yeah, I, I think a terribly underrated band, too, by the way, The Pretenders, and we'll have to do, have to do an episode on them at some point. I agree. Uh, number nine, yeah, number ten. On the top (laughs) ten. Yeah.
0: Uh, The Waitress's Christmas Rapping. We've already sort of discussed it, but it is
1: one of those songs that I secretly lean into when I'm driving alone on Christmas. It's like one out of 20 great songs that comes on a Christmas radio station. It's a pretty funny story, and it's well-written, um great delivery new wave um, at number nine we're gonna go with Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty the late great yeah kind of easily digestible good Christmas decent Christmas yeah I think song. out of the like out of the rock kind of guy, yeah Petty did it right
0: uh, number eight is a cheat it is White Winter Hymnal by Fleet Foxes something this is a uh, like I said a uh, cheat that you can um, that you can use to sort of buffet uh, any Christmas mix you put on you put this on it sounds enough like it should be a Christmas carol it's about winter it's about and so falling you, in the snow you don't really have to it's about cutting people's heads off <laughs> um, but you don't really have to uh, if, if you only sneak a couple of these in the middle you can, you can your you Christmas chock, mix is good it up to filler and, you can,
1: and, and you've, you got, can, you've gotten away with one you can quietly sit back and drink eggnog and smirk <laughs> um, and then after that so there's been a, a kind of rash of of sort of more current artists doing Christmas albums. I think if you Spotify or or look up, you know, any kind of Christmas list these days, you can completely curate it to like Indie Christmas or hip hop Christmas or whatever you want. But one that I found on the Indie Christmas that I really like is uh, Christmas is here again by my my morning, my morning, morning, Jack Jack, 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 jacket. And that, their band, you know, like, puts their all into everything if you've ever seen them live. And it's a uh, it's a mellow, great Christmas song.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Jim James has a, a way of um, covering songs and singing about certain things that just kind of lift them up to a different level. I mean, if I, a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, uh, somebody used their cover of Leaving on a Jet Plane, uh, the John Denver hit. Um, it's a commercial, right? Yeah, yeah but, no. but I mean, it, it was it was done as a cover and someone used it in a commercial but really sort of you know taking that song that is so earnest and so folky and and almost corny and then kind of elevating it to some to a place where like you're like damn that's a great song
1: yeah they take kind of the depression out of it and uh, I think just their general joy of playing music comes through always yeah well speaking of
0: more updated um indie rock types of uh
1: music Output, uh, Put the Lights on the Tree by Sufjan Stevens. Which is part of his, I think at the time it was like a four disc Christmas album that he put out that's actually on Spotify now and iTunes. That's another one too, if you just want to kind of put something on people, and, you can get and away with it. You can get away with it. It's really good. And uh, Put the Lights on the Tree is definitely a standout and original. He does a lot of covers on that as well. And then uh, we're going to talk about, you know, quietly drinking yourself into a stupor <laughs> <laughs> with uh, our, our animated friends, the Peanuts, which is uh, Christmas Time is Here by the Vince Gerardo Trio. And, and uh, I don't know, there's like an instrumental version and there's a version with lyrics. Nothing makes me more melancholy, but more soothed that is hearing this around the holidays. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like being swaddled <laughs> in <dress> <laughs> <laughs> under a bridge. Yeah.
0: Um, Number four is "Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight" by the Ramones. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Ramones tune.
1: Exactly. The other one is "Just Like Christmas," which again I don't think was actually on their Christmas album. Which Lowe did. This was just a, a track, and it's about um, I think touring in, in Europe, and and it's starting to snow, and uh, you know, feeling just like Christmas. But it's a great yeah. song. Um, complete with sleigh bells and uh, is one that goes on every holiday mix that I make.
0: Low up there with uh, Vince Guardini trio <laughs> in terms of up. It's left. actually slightly upbeat for low. Yeah. Number two, Ooh. and I hate to put this in number two because number one and two are, are interchangeable. really good. But also, kind of, you know, when the playoffs start and you know who the champs are, you, yeah, know, you yeah. know who's playing in the Super Bowl or totally. you know which, you know, the two best teams are. Um, you know, this is a this is a fight to the death as far as I'm concerned, and, and they are interchangeable. Um, but "Christmas in Hollis" by Run MC, which is off a very special Christmas, it album. is,
1: and there are a couple of gems on that. I wasn't saying it was all crap, but I'm saying it progressively got worse. But that is a song that that I, I have to keep myself from putting on regular mixes it's, it's Christmas I think it's one of Run DMC's best songs personally it's it's right? one of their best tracks yeah the, the is beat it? is amazing and the video was insane if you remember it was in the height of early MTV um, you know complete with elves running around yeah.
0: <laughs> it's quality stuff uh, Jam Master J.
1: Uh, yeah it pulled out all the stops
0: Run and, and Daryl and an original a
1: lot of that early album was covers and this was um, actually like I don't haven't done the history of hip hop Christmas songs but it has to be a, a groundbreaker for that alone oh it's <laughs> It's and it it's the most fun song to hear at Christmas. It's the, it's, it's hard to say it's not the best. It's joyous. Yeah, exactly. So for number one, and mind you, this is a short playlist because then you can pop on whatever the fuck you want and have yeah. a good time. But uh, or interchange any of these songs with other songs that you like. But uh, number one is actually a Pogue song that we both love, and it's a Fairy Tale of New York, which also. Uh, talks about Christmas and as a guest singer duet between Shane McGowan and, and Kirsty McCall uh, the late great
0: uh, Kirsty McCall and it is it's a story song it's yeah. a, it's a story song it's a Christmas song it's a great song a love song a song it's, poetry. Hate it's, it's <laughs> one of the best it's it's one of the best duets of all time yeah. and i say that you know it's a sort of Jer- George Jones and Tammy Wynette style yeah um uh Loretta and Conway kind of you know there's an argument but there's an or Jackson the, yeah you know by cash and, and June Carter um, it's there's this argument going on there's two sides of a story it's a very engrossing and really fun song it, it, uh, it culminates in a this sort of sing-along that uh, you can use and this is why it's probably my favorite uh, Christmas song because there is, You know, there is the enjoyment of of the story part of it, but there is this culmination where even if you have the shittiest voice in the world, you can join in with the NYPD choir, of which (laughs) I'm not sure there is one, um, (laughs) or a song called Galway Babe. But it's a great...
1: Yeah, I would say out of of this list, aside from Christmas and all this, nothing makes me happier when sitting in a bar decorated in... uh, Christmas. Tinsel. Tinsel and uh, <laughs> wreaths. And um, sidewalk barf. Hearing fairy tale of New York is, is probably the happiest moment of my evening. So take it or leave it. That's what we're recommending. You pop on your holiday mix. And then, uh, you know, we were going to talk about just the fact that it's a time for parties and uh, a time for sort of putting on albums. And if you're not in the mood for Christmas albums or after you've exhausted our 13 top 10 best songs, you know, there's a couple, uh, we did an episode last year around the holidays just called Comfort Food, where they are albums that we kind of can pop on anytime, play start to finish, enjoy fully, and, uh, feel are, are pretty, like, um, universal in terms of having whoever your company is yeah, at the same time. Yeah, something that
0: doesn't chase grandma Exactly, LA. like the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, you know, a number one of my sort of universal dinner party mix is, uh, Air Moon Safari, uh, a long-standing tradition among family and friends, in my family and my circle of friends, uh, for dinner music, it the opening bass line of La Femme D'argent is generally is Pavlovian in the sense that it just <laughs> means dinner is served. Get to the table. Yeah, get to the table. Pour the wine. But it is, uh, it never reaches a pace or a. Or uh, you know any sort of um, dynamics that are, are that are going to shake anybody up or make anybody say, "What the hell are we listening to?" Uh, a frequent, uh, frequent question in our home growing up. What the hell is this? What are we listening
1: to? <laughs> Um, so many, many a song kicked into just white noise of feedback. Like, oops, <laughs> forgot that yeah. was
0: on the end of this. Oh, one. A very Sonic Youth Christmas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I would
0: say I was at a uh, like a Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving thing the other day, and, and it was an uh, inoffendable crowd. But I, I fe- you know, Phoenix, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, really works in that slot.
1: I, I love that album, and I also think that both Air and the Phoenix album they have variation. So it, you get that smooth, you know. Um, for dinner sound but then you also have some upbeat stuff and I think both are pretty universally loved another one that I'd, I'd add actually throw
0: a comic strip by Serge Gainsbourg into that right in the uh, so just so we have a triumvirate of, of French people and
1: there we go yeah that's true <laughs> very French Christmas um, one that I'm going to throw that's been a bit of a successor to Ayers Moon Safari for me is uh, 2013's Rye uh, album Woman which I just think is another album that has a comp- Completely, um, almost like Sade or something where you have like just a crisp smooth sound that's like very pleasing to the ear but has a groove a little bit of jazz yeah people who don't pick up on music in the room maybe you won't and people that do are going to ask you what you're playing it's dog whistling for,
0: for um, music nerds basically you're you're going stealth with your with the fact that you're actually controlling the musical selection, right. When nobody's going
1: to be like, oh, what the hell?" Is exactly, that? and then the one you know uh, add on that asks acts, asks acts, acts you asks yeah. you uh, what what it is uh, that you're playing always makes you feel a little better at the end of the night as well. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna my next one is a uh,
0: off off topic a little bit, but um, anytime you can get George Gershwin's Rhapsody nice. in Blue. Uh, On the stereo, there's something very Christmassy about that. Perhaps it's uh, you know my history of living in New York. Anybody's history of living in New York, it sort of conjures snow and and you know Rockefeller Center to me. It's it's anything that's iconically New York um, is sort of uh, comes to mind when I listen to Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, and it's just a uh, you know a great great piece of music for the holidays that, again, isn't boring but it's very soothing
1: Yeah, and uh, you need that during these rough holidays I'm going to go with the Fleet Foxes the album that uh, White Winter Hymnal is on and uh, that's another one that you can just kind of pop on and I think flows really nicely, also has uh, you know, basically a Christmas song on mm-hmm. it <laughs> yeah, you can sneak Blood in that. the Snow
0: and a bunch of people with really great voices. And lastly, um, it's a little bit more bombastic, a little more dynamic. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of season. shocked
1: this one is, is coming up, although I do like it a lot, but uh, explain of, yourself, Hounds man. of Love by Kate Bush. There's
0: something um, almost classical, even though it's got that 80s production, It's there's something about her elegance and delivery, almost in the same vein as like a... Late era Roxy music and Brian Ferry that that sort of camouflages the rock edges of it yeah. and the the dancier or more you know sort of percussive edges to it and and makes it uh, very palatable for a room full of people at a certain volume I, I I've always snuck in Hounds of Love it's never uh, tipped the scales but there's I think there's something um, and real or imagined it you know whether it's Kate Bush's training or you know her sort of uh embrace the the you know, establishment you know sort of uh, old school establishments embrace of her music because it is um somewhat uh, i mean she does have a sort of a voice and theatricality um that that makes it feel older than and and more classical than it is um when it really has a more in common with like a Peter Gabriel mid 80s record production wise and was classified
1: as that too and and, uh, I think she's getting her due as well I think a lot of artists in Florence the Machine a lot of people are really tapping into that so that's Mm -hmm. a good pick I like the Kate Bush thank you Um, well hopefully we saved your Christmas dinner party with some tolerable music and uh, if not we beg you to stand in line at any grocery (laughs) store over the next three weeks and and, uh, have fun Um, but we'll take a break and and end this episode um, like we always do there was Christmas Eve, babe In the drunk tank An old man said to me Won't see another one And then when he sang a song
0: The rare old mountain dew I
1: turned my face away and dream about you All our dreams They got cars big as bars They got rivers of gold Put the windows right through you It's no place for the old When you first took my hand on a cold Christmas Eve You promised me Broadway was waiting for me
0: Queen of New York City When When the band finished playing playing, They held out from more Sinatra was swinging All the junk
1: flame were singing We kissed on the corner corner, Then danced through the night The boys of the NYPD choir Were singing Go go away, And the bells were ringing out For Christmas Day Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother holiday uh, episode. When and I are keeping it short and keeping it fairly positive this year on our holiday music episode. And we're going to end today um, like we always do with what are you listening to and then adding a song to our never-ending playlist. So Wynn, what are you listening to? Well, it's funny you should ask. I have uh,
0: been turned on to um, the new adaptation of John Le Carre's uh, Little Drummer Girl um, by uh, it's it, it's a uh, again like all John Le Carre stuff it's a sort of British spy trade um, craft kind of subterfuge kind of thing but uh, there was a movie version of this as I recall in the late 70s or early 80s starring Diane Keaton which I I guess I never get around to seeing, but this is good. It's a, uh, I believe it's a six-part miniseries. AMC. Uh, on AMC, yes. Uh, with Florence Pugh in the titular role, um, but Michael Shannon's in it. Um, Alexander Skarsgård's in it. It's directed by a Korean director, Wu Park, and it's not hitting the high heights of something else, but, like, all John le Carré stuff, it's it's eminently watchable, and it's fun, and it's a, they do a good job with the period piece of it. It's late 70s, which is always a, a magnet for me. Uh, my other recommendation, and I recommend this, having only gotten about a third of the way through it, but having gotten a third of the way through it last night when I couldn't sleep, and it's, you know, it's fairly addictive... Is the new Jeff Tweedy memoir? Yeah, um, looking forward to reading that. Uh, let's go, so we can come back. <laughs> um, it's it's a very um, conversationally written, but he uh, in a very warm, and you get to you get you figure out his personality very quickly. Uh, it's very telling. The writing style is very telling of what his sort of midwestern um, sensibility is, and it is a very midwestern sensibility. Uh, it's funny, it's warm, it's confessional, um, the part that I've gotten through so far. And I was looking forward to reading it once I heard about it, and it's living up to its billing. It's, as I said to Jeremy before, it's not Trouble Boys, where I would honestly recommend to everybody who can read. It's, if you're a fan of Jeff Tweedy's, you'll really like this book.
1: Yeah, which I am. So it's a great present for any uh, Wilco fans in your uh, immediate family or uh, friendship circles. So yeah, for me, um, I've been listening to the Pine Grove album Skylight that kind of came out quietly and, uh, you know, amidst a little bit of a hiatus and some controversy that I will not get into because it's still a bit confusing, but the band is back on tour um, had a great debut album with Cardinal and then it's one of those sneaky big bands that I just didn't, I liked that album. I think it's good. I think it's a, you know, it's a little young, um, viewpoint of the world, but it's, um, because they're young, but it, I think he's a good songwriter. I think they write really catchy tunes and, and have a lot of depth and, uh, change to them. But I, I didn't realize that that band really had like as big the a cult following. following as it does. Um, and which scares me to see them live uh, for some reason now. <laughs> but, uh, but Skylight actually rehashes some older songs that were put out on their earliest, um, you know, kind of, it was more of like a, a almost like a solo demo that got released, just title, self-titled. Um, and they kind of flesh those out. And then it has some new songs too, that are good. I think they finished this album over a year ago. So it's, it's almost old news at this point, but finally released it and are working on a, uh, another album and actually uh, are touring right now I think they're in Boston like this week um, and so I'm enjoying that and then you know myself and like everyone else who has Netflix have been uh, you know weed deep in uh, Narcos <laughs> the Mexico um, season and it's uh, fantastic I mean don't need to go too into it, but weaves you through, you know, every little story. Segue I think they from Colombia to, to, to Mexico. Mexico yeah, he backtracks, gives you some of the stories of characters that you heard about in the earlier seasons, and then crosses through, um, you know, and shows you how everything crisscrosses. So I think uh, it's a great, great holiday watch, by and just a great way to spend any downtime you have.
0: If you love um, decapitation and cocaine, this is the if you show. You love torture,
1: for you. cocaine, and you know to mellow out, want to smoke a little weed. I think Narcos is the right show for you. I, I
0: loved it. I loved it, and I you know went back, thought about it, realized that there are gaping holes. It's a kind of entertainment to me where the the gaping holes are forgivable because the show's so absolutely entertaining. Yeah. Um, so you want to put uh, a song on the? Let's what, call it called? for
1: simplicity's sake in the round of holidays <laughs> the one million ten best songs of all time. That sounds good. Uh, I do actually, and um, I don't think this is on there. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I am going to put on uh, probably my favorite kink song. Even though I have a lot, I have the top ten favorite King songs as well. This is definitely one of them, and uh, Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks, which is an all time classic.
0: I believe it's this the. the uh, Reserve uh, British national anthem as well. If as you ever want to sing along at a British pub, <laughs> throw in Waterloo Sunset. Um, I'm going to throw. I'm going to take a portion of our, our uh, this episode and, and sneak one in while nobody's looking. Yeah. Song that I've always liked and always been a little reluctant to admit liking, which is "You Get What You Give" by the New Radicals. It's kind of a
1: love it. Great it's, radio. It's, the, pop song, uh, it's a song that I verbally told people I hated when it came out and then realized I loved 10 years later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The song, the bands you hate to love. Exactly. Anyway, thanks for celebrating Christmas with me. I will celebrate Christmas with you later.
1: And we'll um, all be together for our uh, top end of the year. 24, 25, 28, best 20. (laughs) We'll figure out the path eventually. (laughs) Albums of the year. uh, Excited for that. Talk soon.
0: All right. I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers, Jeremy Sartorian, Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall, and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us
1: on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.